You're listening to Sales Chat, the latest sales and service insights by Saleitis. Welcome back to another episode of Sales Chat, a bite-sized production bringing you the latest and greatest insights from sales subject matter experts here at Salelytics. I'm your host, Jeremy, and today's topic, really exciting stuff today. Salelytics is going international. So for a homegrown, smaller BPO like us, that is huge news. We're really excited. And our VP that is heading a lot of the operations on this initiative, Lisa Nelson, is joining us today. So... We're going to talk more about how we got here, the value we see in making that leap, and what to consider when asking ourselves, do we expand and how far do we expand? So Lisa, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Jeremy. Thank you. Let me just take a moment to thank you for this opportunity. It's super exciting. I'll give you just a brief background of myself and then hopefully yeah. we can dive in. Sure. So I've been with Salytics for just shy of 21 years. I am currently the Vice President of Operations slash Sales and overseeing specifically our B2B division. So I am very eager to share some insight on our international story and really just generate the same excitement that we've all felt from expanding outside of our traditional U.S. offering. That's fantastic. It's great to have you on the show today, Lisa. We've worked together for a long time here at the company, so it's great to have you on the show. Why don't you kick us off with our In the Know News segment, what's happening out there in sales and marketing? Oh, there's fun stuff. So first and <laughs> foremost, Taco John's yeah. abandons trademark for Taco Tuesday. Huge win for taco lovers and makers everywhere. Huge win. So I see this as a golden opportunity. I'm going to open a taco shop. I'm going to call it Taco Tuesdays. The trademark <laughs> is open. Let's let's go for it, right? I, I will be there. I love tacos. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Big same. Huge <laughs> win for me here. I love Taco Tuesdays and anywhere I can get them. Although, you know, Taco John's ain't that bad. So it's good to see that. Good on you, Taco John's. Thanks for letting us have Taco Tuesday back. Awesome. In other news, Hollywood shutdown continues as the Actors Union and Writers Guild continue to strike with production being shut down. How will this affect the ad market? Wow. So there's a lot of different angles on this one from my perspective in marketing. So a lot of the, the bigger organizations and bigger companies, they do rely quite a bit on professional writers and actors for their advertisements. Now, a smaller BPO like us, where we do all our marketing internally and we source our own actors and things like that, not so big of a concern, but I can definitely see how some of the larger firms out there might be sweating a little bit as this strike drags on. But also, I mean, we're also going to be missing some movies and shows and things like that until it's over, too. So from the public's perspective, there's also an impact here. We might have to find other things to do besides watch TV, right? I know. <laughs> might have to go outside. Imagine what that. What is that? Yeah, it, it's, it's been a minute. <laughs> so moving on, according mm -hmm. to an IPA Bellwether report, direct marketing, um, you know, phone, email, social media, mm -hmm. the spend hits 17 year high as brands look for short term wins. Yeah, that's that's something we're seeing everybody in both our industry and other industries. They're going to social media for a lot of their marketing. TV is is really sort of a shrinking market as is, well. Radio has been for a very long time. All the other forms to get your advertisements and your promotion out there are kind of shrinking world. Social is exploding. So that short form, 30 second content, even if it is going to be a very short ad, as we've seen, the actor strike and the writer's guild strike is impacting even these short ads because they're spending high budgets 
on these small productions now. So it's it's very interesting to see the continued push towards social media marketing. And well, it, it's good news for me and our marketing team here. It means uh, good job security. So well, they yeah. do a good job because I swear I think of something and then the ad pops up. I don't even have to search for it. So <laughs> right, right. It almost seems like they're it's a little they're, creepy. They anticipate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In other news, TikTok comes to Redbox kiosks as part of out-of-home advertising push. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I could be considered an old these days, right? Uh, <laughs> and TikTok is one platform that I just never really got the Neither. hang of. My attention span doesn't allow for a 15-second thing to be happy. You know, like my brain wants more. It wants a story. It wants things like that for these videos. And uh, TikTok was just never a platform. So I'm a little confused here how 15-second shorts are going to do at the Redbox kiosk. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just for out-of-home advertising. This is new to me. I've, I haven't heard about this. So maybe they're doing advertisements on the Redbox kiosk. I just don't see how the content crosses over to that just, platform. Just think about it, Jeremy, and an ad will pop up and you can educate yourself on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll see an ad for it shortly, right? Probably won't have any Hollywood stars in it, but we'll see an ad. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, there's lots of rage about this, um, more mm. so over the last week than I've seen. We're all wondering what the Barbie mm. movie advertising budget is. As partnerships, I mean, they continue to rage on. Mm. Roku actually changed its home screen to Barbie themed, and you can oh, wow. now match Barbie with characters on Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Well, Barbie has been kind of the cultural zeitgeist for a very long time, or has been in that pop culture spotlight for pretty much since she debuted. But there has been a new push, and it's kind of cool to see that 90s love for Barbie come back yes. um, with the movie. And you just see the merchandise everywhere, and it takes me back to when I was in you know, middle school, high school, and all this stuff was super popular. And Aqua came out with that, song, right, Barbie Girl? So, yeah, it's have it's good to see it? all that come back. Have you seen the movie? I have not seen the movie yet. Me I've either. seen a, a few little clips, and I got to say, from a production standpoint, the visual style is really interesting, how bright and colorful everything is, especially compared to the trend of Hollywood movies over the past decade or so being really dark and gritty and kind of, you know, very serious. To see this really bright, colorful, high-budget production come out is really cool. Awesome. Yeah, good stuff happening out there in sales and marketing. Thanks, Lisa, for bringing us through that. You're welcome. Uh, let's get into today's content. So we're going international. What's the story there? How and why did we start exploring this option? It seems like a big undertaking. It is a big undertaking and great question. We have several existing clients and prospects that I would say always have, you know, 21 years of my career inquired what is your international footprint? And more specifically, and more recently, one of our top B2B clients was so impressed with our U.S. operations that they asked us to explore an expansion into their international customer base. This was really an offering. We had entertained international in the past, but we've never fully executed it as a standing option under Sailytics. But we did recognize that we could use all the synergies that we have from our U.S. business to really help support and complement an offering internationally. And we know at the end of the day, 
it's absolutely going to help our clients increase their market share, which inevitably equates to higher ROI. And by reaching that larger customer base outside the U.S., they're allowing growth for their business that may have otherwise really just sat stagnant. Yeah, it's really interesting to see yet again, Salelytics looking at the strategy of what exists on our plate, where does the opportunity lie, and then developing an entirely new strategy and executing on it. Really cool stuff. So I'm sure there's a lot of new regulations and things to account for outside of the U.S. and Canada, how we've traditionally done business. So how's that going? Sometimes I feel like a lawyer day to day learning all the stuff I am. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely a learning curve between what we would deem as sound and legal in Mm. the U.S. versus what we've uncovered internationally. That being said, we have a dedicated team of subject matter experts in both the U.S. and internationally that understand the most current regulations and thank goodness for that. (laughs) So Mm. I don't have to remember them. And both (laughs) sides have ensured that we are in full compliance as we go through not only the launch process, but then more critically, once we go live, making sure that everything is sound and within good measure. Right, because there's there's multiple angles to look at this from. It's not just, okay, what happens when we're actually doing the job and we're up and running? There's all that setup ahead of time. You got to make sure that everything that we're putting into our systems is good to go. So it's good to know that we're looking at things from all the angles and covering that. Something I've always admired about this company and, and the things we do here is it's the, yeah, we, we can do that attitude, regardless of how big the ask is and how crazy it might seem for an organization our size. We're always up for the task, up for the challenge. So yep. with us, being quick to innovate and make it happen for the client. It's clearly beneficial to the partners. But beyond that, what would the plan expansion offer for unique opportunities and innovation across our business? Yeah, it definitely offers some opportunities. As I mentioned earlier, we've already started to uncover areas that we can duplicate in both the U.S. and internationally. Along with that, follows and marries up with just it, it is the best practice sharing and making sure we're uncovering what is the best fit based on customer location, client need, the laws and regulations. So all of that is taken into consideration as we grow internationally. It's fantastic. It's so much to wrap your head around. I'm so glad we have a team dedicated to to looking into this international expansion because there's just so much to consider. Going forward, do you think this is something we'll be offering our other business partners? Yeah, actually, we already have started doing that, and we hope to continue eager to support existing client base, new prospects, whether that's with a dedicated U.S. team or a combination of both U.S. and international. We're we're always committed to helping our clients expand their business models and really just reach a larger customer base than they probably previously thought may be impossible. Yeah, very much. So not just for customers that have an existing international base, we're talking we may be able to help them expand as well. Yes. That's really great news. So we know that going international can feel intimidating, especially when you've been an organization who pretty much stays in the U.S. and Canada for quite a while. And we have a really tight-knit kind of small community culture here within our organization. Are there any concerns or worries about maintaining that the culture that we have here at Salelytics with this massive expansion that we have going on. My boss has asked me the same, actually. I don't Mm -hmm. have worries. The reason being is I have now firsthand witnessed 
how we can drive culture at multiple locations. So we all know when we had to adjust to the work at home environment, we had to adapt our culture to that yeah. different model and going internationally isn't much different. So we have a regular cadence set up with our client that has gone international. We discuss weekly team contests, KPI goals, new ideas to motivate and send the team just like we would in the US. And I think the most important piece of those discussions is not just the business side of things, but we also have developed this sort of banter on both a professional and personal level. So that's critical to building the culture. At Salelytics, we want to get to know people, people first methodology, and you can't do that if you don't know what's driving and motivating people personally. So we've developed those relationships with our international team, which has been great. It's fantastic. And I, I got to say, from my perspective as a contributor to the organization, it is really a sign of a strong organization when the virtual environment still fosters such a strong employee culture. And seeing that we're taking that internationally with our business partners, well, totally expected, but also really awesome. So good stuff. Let's just step away from Salelytics for a moment here. I know that's difficult as we're wrapped up in it every single day, all day. But if I'm in an organization that is curious about the prospect of going international, what are some of the things I should consider? Yeah, I would say clients need to really be cognizant of their needs of as an entire organization. So some questions I would suggest they consider as they look mm -hmm. at international options is, do they have a strong business case to market internationally? Not every business does. Are there any roadblocks they may encounter with, with the local laws and regulations? And we could help with that, obviously. One of the the largest, I would say, two areas to consider are staffing and overall infrastructure. You think international and how am I going to hire the talent? Where am I going to seat people if they are in the office? Are they going to be remote? And the nice thing is those are all things we solve for our clients. So they could actually just check those off the list before we even start a launch process. Right. It's part of our jobs to make things easier, right? That's that's yes, kind of that's very much what we do here. So, yeah, making that easier for the international business partners is a bit of a challenge because, as you said, between marketing and staffing and regulations, there's so much to consider that's different from your your U.S. based business. So good to have an organization like Salelytics in your corner in that situation. So before we move into closing up the episode, I'm curious about what excites you the most about this initiative. You're up close and personal with everything that's going on with this. Have you found anything that personally fascinating to you or that you've learned that you're going to take forward with you in your career? Yeah, I think the thing that stands out to me the most, and I touched on this lightly in a previous question, is it's just meeting the new people. That's really been the most fascinating part of the process, both mm. on the client side internationally and internal. I mentioned before, we've developed some strong relationships and quickly with the international team. It is beyond humbling to hear some of their stories professionally and personally, They've also, you know, made me personally slow down a bit, mm -hmm. really take everything into consideration during conversations. I guess the easiest way to describe it is they really have a unique way of just being much more poised, I guess, than I am and much more articulate. So mm. I, I appreciate that and I respect that. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's always good to network and learn some new things and some new skills and things like that. So it's 
It's really good to hear that. Well, Lisa, I do want to thank you here for joining us today on the podcast. Beyond our team's excitement, I think this is going to be an interesting episode for our listeners who want to learn more about big initiatives like this, not necessarily going international, but on that scale could be really useful. It'd also be really good for someone who is looking to expand internationally. And if they're wondering themselves, what do I do to take this global? Be sure to recap this episode. There's a lot of great insights in there. So before we close it down, do you have any closing thoughts for us? Go watch the Barbie movie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, uh, in all seriousness, I would encourage our both our existing clients and new prospects that are viewing this, be curious, be very curious. Feel free to reach out to myself directly, visit our website, inquire about what we can offer if there's a solution for you. We are really excited. This is a part of our portfolio and just the excitement generated as a result of that, seeing what kind of opportunities and success we can bring not only our employees, our clients, but also our clients' customers. So thank you for having me. Most welcome. Thanks again for joining us, Lisa. It's really exciting to see Salytics going international and expanding the business in new territories. And to our listeners, we're ecstatic about this news. There are even bigger things ahead for Salytics, and you can have a front row seat by subscribing to the podcast. Follow along as we share more industry trends, insight on our custom solutions, and even some career guidance. Find us on our social media channels or wherever you listen to your podcast. And until next time, thank you for tuning into Sales Chat.